what I'm about to say. Hey. I thought you were starting. Oh. <laughs> hey, this is Shelby. And this is Courtney. And thanks for joining us today on All Things Macabre. Here on All Things Macabre, we discuss all the things under the topic of odd, weird, true crime, supernatural, and fiction. This podcast contains language and content that is not suitable for all listeners, so listener discretion is advised. If you find a topic we are discussing interesting, we encourage you to do some research on your own. You never know what you may learn. We are just a couple of old friends telling each other stories that we find interesting. And hoping that you'll enjoy and laugh along with us. Through some stories that are weird, true, or fictional that will just make you say, what the fuck? And now, for the fun part. Hey, Macabre Mob, it's Shelby. And, unfortunately... We haven't been around for about two months, I'm sorry about that. Courtney has decided to step back for the time being to focus on getting things together in her life, with her IH having to have brain surgery, all the changes that she's really had going on lately. She really hasn't had much time to dedicate to researching and recording. Hopefully she will be back, but for now... It doesn't look like she's going to be back for a minute. Maybe time to time she'll be able to come down here and help out, but I'm not too sure. She's got a lot going on right now. So, I'm going to do my best to keep recording for you guys. Tina has stepped up and agreed to help me out from time to time on here so I don't get too luxury. I found that out in a previous episode that I tried to record by myself. Actually didn't post that episode. It, It didn't... That was the Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tina's probably going to be a little quiet back here, but she is here. She is here. She thinks her her voice is too country bumpkin, so I tried to explain that y'all like that for some reason or another, but... Yeah, don't know why. (laughs) So, with me taking the past almost two months off... I apologize. I was hoping that things would kind of ride out a little better with Courtney and she'd be able to come back. But uh, unfortunately, that's not happening right now. So I've actually gotten a lot of support from you guys and I really appreciate it. You've asked where the podcast is, if we're coming back, and I'm going to keep it going for you guys. I'm going to do my best. I'm hoping to keep it regular still, but bear with me. I've taken the past month with Tina doing a lot of things that needed to be done, working a lot of overtime. She just got a new 2024 CRV. And I I wish you guys could see her face right now because she is just cheesing. She's so excited. It is Urban Gray Pearl. It was only released for two weeks before she got it. It was fresh off the truck. We pretty much had it before it was off the truck. It's yeah. it's sweet. It only had like three miles on it, and those three miles were obviously the test drive to make sure it was all good. It's amazing. Only driver ever. 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's sweet. So let's get back into the fun stuff. I know you're tired of hearing all the boring stuff and just the chit-chat. So first of all, I want to thank Amber for writing in and letting me know what's up in Wisconsin. I will be doing a deeper dive on Taylor's business very soon. And more will be talked about with Wisconsin and the, in general, including some of the opinions from her email. I'm super excited about it. Thank you for the information. It was very enlightening, and it actually makes a lot of sense, and I really can't wait to tell everyone else. You remember reading that email? Yeah, I remember you saying something about it. Yeah, it I kind of forgot about it. It's, it's a pretty... Said something about I mean, it. it's not like an essay email by any means, but it's a lengthy email, and it really made a lot of sense, and I really appreciate it. I'm super excited to talk about it on here. Today, though... I want to talk about something that my mom has taught me, just not necessarily in the same words. You know my mom. She mm. she would never say anything like this. Basically, my mom used to always tell me to always be careful. Sorry, we have loud <laughs> trucks around here sometimes. My mom used to always tell me to be careful because I didn't know what other people may be capable of. That's very true. You don't flip someone off on the road because they could pull a gun or run you off the road or whatever. You don't get into a fight because you don't know if they have a weapon, a knife, or a gun. You have no idea what they're hiding. And don't ever really just be mean to someone. You have no idea what they could be going through. So, she taught me a lot of that. But I'm going to teach you guys in the way I really had it click with me. And that's the phrase, fuck around and find out. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. So that's become kind of a new phrase that's been going around. And Courtney actually told me that I was like the walking definition of fuck around and find out. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to go off and hurt anyone or anything. But because the car was broken into, we found out the suspect's information the same day. Thanks to Poppy being so good at it, he taught me how to get back at people by following the rules and laws, whether that be calling the cops with information and hard evidence, exposing your shady ways, or even suing a company if they do wrong, just for some examples. Like, this is all just common stuff. It doesn't have to be something violent. So, I'll start this out with a little story about myself fucking around and finding out. About nine years ago, I had recently moved to Cincinnati. It seemed... Enough like the South, but I didn't realize that they were a little more in your face up there. Oh. I pulled into the drive-thru at Wendy's, and, you know, they're all pretty much designed the same way. You, yeah. you pull right into the drive-thru. The exit's right there coming out at the beginning of the drive-thru. I don't know why they have that design, but they do. And my ass end of the car was just sticking out a little bit into the exit. Not enough for a car to not get by or anything. A big truck could have got through, you know, whatever. But this this little bitty car decided to start honking and acting like a total jackass. So at first, I just ignored it. But then he rolled his window down, and all you could hear was, You stupid cunt! (laughs) What an asshole. Uh, Yeah, that was enough to make (laughs) me see red. You know how I am, anyways. So I jumped out of the car. I walked towards him yelling... That, you know, hey, you got plenty of room to get out. Like, there's no need for you to be like that. And I thought that he needed to apologize, because... Was you waiting on one? Yeah. Yeah, like, I was one person behind the person ordering. 
So I was like next in line to orders. I wasn't that far out, you know? Oh, okay. But I I told him that I felt like he needed to apologize because I absolutely hate that word. The word cunt. I feel like it's awful. It's just one cunt, faggot. Those are two words that are two of the worst words I feel like you could say. I don't know why. I don't know why, but... So a dude told me that he wasn't going to apologize to a stupid cunt. And then he told me that I wasn't the first boy he ever stabbed. And he pulled out this little bitty pocket knife. <laughs> now look, <laughs> this guy's probably 60 years old. And I'm probably about four feet away from his car at that point. And there's like a damn six or seven year old kid in the seat beside him. Like a little boy. Of course So I kind of gauged the situation a little bit. And I was just like, you know, if, if I need to run, I'm pretty sure i could outrun this guy yeah it's a little bit pocket knife he's probably gonna fumble with it and drop it anyway getting out of the car like he's got a kid in the car he's chances are like, he's not gonna he's, do this why so mad because he can't get by like which he uh, could get by though that's the uh, thing uh, like he's true. just being a dick he's just like, entitled he's like oh i need the whole exit to get through nah he had plenty of room <laughs> so I laughed at him. I said, you know what, man? I may not be the first boy you ever stab, but I guarantee I'll be the first girl you ever stab. And you need to teach your grandson that, or whoever it is with you, that it's not okay to call a woman a cunt. And that He started stuttering and shaking. <laughs> he started threw his ass off. I did, man. He started looking away, telling me he was sorry. Like, oh, 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 I'm so, oh I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, he thought I was a guy. And then he said that he wasn't going to apologize for calling anyone a cunt, and he peeled out. Now, again, this is where I have learned since then, but I did chase him while he was driving off and kicked the shit out of the back of his car a couple times. <laughs> that doesn't seem very smart. No, dude. it's not very smart at all. But, oh uh, <laughs> so in that situation, I happened to get really lucky. And even though I went through and kicked this car at the end and everything, like, I, I kept agging it on. I should have stopped. I know yeah, that now. Yeah. I've grown since then. This was nine years ago. Uh, but we do some dumb stuff when we're younger. I still do dumb stuff though. True, <laughs> like we all do. Yeah, I I got lucky in that situation. I had a knife pulled on me. I didn't get stabbed, but I fucked around and found out. Okay, like my mom taught me everything, and it just all went out my head. I forgot what others were capable of. I found out that I could have been stabbed. I mean, I could have just that could have been it right there. Yeah. Over nothing. And that that's how people are now, too. It's its crazy. I mean, I've also had a situation. A dude thought I was a guy. It was in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, actually, which has gotten really bad. We've talked about that before. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I had this little stick shift eclipse, and I, yeah, it was my first stick shift, and I wasn't too great at it, but... This dude got really mad at me one time, and he thought I was coming up on his ass or something. So he stops real hard and brake checks me, gets out of the car right in front of Walmart, and, like, walks up to me yelling at me to get out of the car so he can whoop my ass. And I was like, you're the one that brake checked me. And he's like, <laughs> I have a kid in the car. You could have hit me, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, you're you the one that brake checked me. What are you talking about? And then he's like, oh, you're... You're a girl? I was like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, you just brake-checked me and you're yelling at me. And he's like, oh, 
Oh, my bad, my bad. I, I thought you were some punk guy or something. And got back in the car and left. Like, what? <laughs> what just happened? I get that a lot. I've, I've had that a lot. Anyway, so now you've heard a story of how I could have been hurt. So let's hear about where some people really fucked around and found out, starting with good old Montgomery, Alabama. You already know where I'm going with this, right? Me? The brawl? Yeah. I know just about everyone has heard about the brawl. If you haven't, there was a white guy and a black guy having a dispute. When the white guy rushes from off camera at the black guy and hits him, obviously a fight's ensued where the black guy was getting ganged up on. These entitled white pricks fucked around and found out that a black person ain't scared of water like they thought. They jumped right on in there, swam over, and uh, went to go kick his ass to help him out and everything. One of the dudes even grabs a chair. Like, the whole brawl ended up getting like five people arrested, most of them for third degree assault. And this was all over one of them not moving their boat. Yeah, I think they were supposed to, they was parked in a section where, like, I'm not sure what it's called, like... It's like a loading area or some shit. Yeah, but it was supposed to be, like, what do you call that, like, where they... Like a charter? Maybe, like, where people go in there and they can, like, have dinner and stuff. And then they come back? Yeah. yeah okay, it's like a charter boat, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I know that charter fishing, I used to do charter yeah, fishing down in Florida. I think that section of that dude parking his boat there... He wasn't supposed to park in that because their boat's supposed to. That's where they like drop people off. Okay, so stuff. I didn't know that. And like the person that worked for the company was like, "Hey, you got to move your boat." And then like they was like, "No, no, no, I ain't gonna move my boat." Well, I know they spent like forty five minutes over the PA system trying to get them to move yeah, the they boat. Yeah, they was telling me they had to move the boat because that's where that. And that's whenever boat, yeah, it, the uh, boat that was unwilling to move started yelling racist shit. At the other boat. Yeah. And then, and you, then, you know, racism is just not okay. Like, no. we're in 2023. Grow up, man. Ganging up on people is not okay. Just be kind. No one is better or worse than you because of their skin color. And if you're in the way and someone asks you nicely to move, just fucking move. It's not going to hurt well, you. that spot was for that... Whatever kind of boat it yeah, was. Yeah, like, it was, like, a designated spot yeah, for Yeah, and I've, I think I've read somewhere that that wasn't the first time that these people's done that before. Yeah, I think I read that, too, somewhere. That, that's just ridiculous, but, but these guys definitely fucked around and found out. Yeah. They got their asses beat. It was, I hate to say it, but it was a hilarious brawl. Like, you should look that up on YouTube. It... You can't gang up on people anymore. It's just not okay. And definitely don't yell racist shit, because even in the South, you're gonna get hit right back. Yeah. And you deserve that. <laughs> this next lady, though, I'm gonna have to play a little bit of her interview for you, but in Gainesville, Florida, a 300-pound, 5'6 man, Antonio Mosley, tried to break into a car one morning in 2019. But this 65-year-old Clarice Ganey heard a noise, grabbed her softball bat, eased her door open, and she knocked that son of a bitch right in the head. <laughs> you remember the story? Oh, pal. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. he ran to a nearby trailer park where a canine tracked him down and he was positively identified by the knot on his head. Miss Ganey had played softball in high school. 
And she still <laughs> seemed to have her touch. Oh, yes. I remember so, that video. Yeah. So her interview is a great laugh. She seems to be a really positive lady. I'm just going to go ahead and play that for you guys. It was early Sunday morning when Clarice Ganey said that she heard a noise outside her apartment. She peeked out her window to see a large, please say 300 pound man pulling on her car door handle and knocking on its window, attempting to break in, all while only wearing his boxers. So I grabbed my bet, I braced myself, I braced myself, I opened, I eased the door open. That's when Ganey says five foot six, 300 pound Antonio Mosley charged her. Little did he know she was a high school softball player, a 65 year old slugger. I took that bed and hit him upside a paya. He said, oh. That's when police say Mosley ran to a nearby mobile home park, leaving behind his jeans, shirt, and a sock. He was in his, he was in his rolls. He didn't have no shoes on. No shirt or nothing. Please say a canine unit tracked Mosley down inside a mobile home with new pants on and cocaine in his pocket. Officers brought him back to Ganey to identify him. I said, yeah, I said, that's him right there. They said, Miss Ganey, he got a big knot on his head. Mosley was booked in the Lachua County Jail with two charges of burglary and drug possession. If he better be glad I didn't have a gun because I would have shot him. But this is my gun right here. Cause I'm gone. Bye, <laughs> so as you see, Paya <laughs> Antonio seemed to have picked the wrong car. He fucked around and found out real quick that you don't know shit about person inside that house with that car you're trying to break into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just leave people <laughs> alone, man. <laughs> so so he got a nice knot on his head and some jail time for that. Yeah. So, this next lady is also an older lady in Florida. And this one takes place in Volusia County. Now, you know a little bit about Volusia County. It's got, like, Daytona Beach and stuff in it. Ormond oh, Beach. Okay. That's where uh, Eileen Warnos was. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But this lady is Marie Gilbert. She was returning home after going out for coffee with her daughter. And heard what she thought was her son urgently knocking on the door saying, Mom... She opened the door a little. Anthony Galloway, a complete stranger to her, forced his way in. Miss Gilbert didn't have any way to get to a weapon or anything. Like, the only thing she knew to do was sick her two dogs on him. Well, well these didn't happen to be little Pomeranians or Chihuahuas or anything, which would probably do some damage, too, yeah, honestly. Those little ankle bark. biters, yeah, man. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they hurt. But they were a couple of pit bulls that she had. Oh, okay. So, just as she asked them to, they sicked him. <laughs> Anthony was attacked, and not knowing what to do, he jumped out of the window, which was a two-story fall to the ground. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get away from them, dog. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. He ran to a nearby warehouse where he had an hour-long standoff with police until he was finally arrested with multiple charges. Yeah. He thought he could make an easy target out of an older lady, alone and helpless, but... He fucked around and found out. <laughs> he fucked around and found out. That's exactly it. When he came in, he had his hands up, hollering, Mama, Mama, help me. I'm like, I ain't none of your mama. What you, what? And I'm like, oh, I don't know you. Get them, girls. Marie Gilbert says on Monday morning, she heard a knock at the door. 
but once she opened it slightly. She was pushed backwards after Volusia County sheriffs say 42-year-old Anthony Galloway forced his way inside. That's when she called in help from her two pit bulls, Willow and Roxy. They grabbed him here and the officers came in and once they came in, they asked me to call the dogs off. And once I called the dogs off, he got up from here and he ran here and jumped out of my kitchen window. Moments before, investigators say Galloway was being pursued by deputies following a carjacking at a BP gas station. He got the phone, my wallet, and everything. This, this wasn't a carjacking, right? They didn't like, throw you out of the vehicle? No, I mean, they just put a gun out of me. I was pooping the gas at the gas station. Wait, they put a gun on you? Yes. Detectives say after the dog attack inside Gilbert's apartment, Galloway ran into a business warehouse along Mason Avenue, where he refused to come out for about an hour. Come out now with your hands up, man. This video shows SWAT officers moving closer and then breaking open the door where Galloway barricaded himself before taking him into custody. Law enforcement says about 70 officers responded to the scene. We would have gave you one, man. All you do is come out. Then, a couple of hours later, a woman called dispatch reporting her seven-year-old son had found a gun near their apartment along the 400 block of Brentwood Drive and fired a single shot. Witnesses say this is where the bullet hit the building. The sheriff's office says the gun matches the same gun used by Galloway in the carjacking and believe he tossed it while running from deputies. So these are just a couple of crimes that showed these people picked on the wrong target, they fought back, but how about a story to make you laugh about Walmart being sued just for, well, being lazy assholes? Hmm. In 2016, Leslie Nurse was shopping with her husband and three kids at the self-checkout and it was giving her some trouble. She got an employee over there to help her out and finally, after the employee helped her, she had her groceries paid for and started to walk out. But that's whenever an asset protection manager stopped her on the way out. First of all, let's not call it an asset protection manager. You're just a dude watching for people to steal. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> You're like a rent-a-cop, okay? <laughs> yeah, rent-a-cop for Walmart. So anyways, this rent-a-cop stopped her on the way out. <laughs> and she tried to explain that she didn't steal the $48 worth of breakfast cereal, bread, Christmas lights, and shit like that. But they didn't care. They were going to take a gamble on it that she wasn't going to fight it. She was just going to pay the theft fine of $200 to keep it out of court. And that would be that. <laughs> $200 for a theft fine? It, well, for certain amounts under... Yeah, but she didn't... But she didn't steal it because didn't she have the she, employee exactly. help her? Exactly. Like, they couldn't talk to the employee and be like, yeah, I helped her check out. She was having issues with the, the register. Exactly. And thankfully, she's like I am. She was like, hold up, no. Like, I had an employee help me. I paid for this shit. Like, I tried to. So, this isn't on me. I didn't try to steal it. Yeah. So she decided that, well, she was going to fight it. Well, I don't blame her. I'm yeah, she, she got a lawyer and she fought it, thankfully. So obviously they wanted the video footage of the checkout. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, Walmart just could not get them that footage. Uh, yeah, of course they couldn't. Probably because it shows that she didn't actually try to steal the yeah. shit. So her lawyer accused Walmart of using criminal charges to prosecute shoppers and get civil recovery money from them, basically taking a gamble to arrest everyone they can, whether they really stole something or not, uh, that's you know. Up. Yeah, and 
taking a gamble that most people would be like, okay, well, here's 200 bucks instead of having to go through court, especially against a giant corporation and shit. I didn't fucking steal shit. Exactly. So the lawyer's saying that Walmart's just taking advantage of people. Yeah, sounds like it. Going through prosecution, taking a gamble on getting 200 bucks and making some money off of it instead of actually putting people behind registers again. If you don't want your shit stolen, put some people to work. Anyways, anyways, in 2021, Mobile County Circuit Court voted in favor of her, and she ended up being awarded (laughs) $2.1 million. (laughs) Hell yeah. So quit thinking you're all high and mighty just because you think you're important or big. You still cannot shit on people, okay? Eventually, everything comes back around. Walmart fucked around thinking they could get away with prosecuting everyone instead of treating each case as an individual. And $2.1 million later, they found out. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the the dude that accused the, the lady, did he, I wonder if he got fired. Oh, I'm sure he did. I, I feel like if you cost a company any kind of lawsuit... Yeah. I feel like... Yeah, Either you're going to get fired, or you're going to be on their radar, because you just cost them money. Especially whenever you get paid such a low amount. Like, I'm sure it was someone, like, getting paid, like, maybe $10, $15 an hour yeah. or something. But, I mean, I feel like the manager should be in cahoots with that, too. Like, they yeah. they should get some kind of trouble as well, because they let it go on. they even talked to that employee that helped her check out. Yeah, know? like... Did know, did Walmart really investigate? Yeah, just or did like they just say so? Somebody just accuse them. I feel like no if reason. they're paying out a lawsuit, they obviously know they were in some kind of wrong. Yeah, true. So I know this has been a little bit short. I know it's only going to be about thirty minutes or so. Sorry about that. I'm actually nervous getting back on here after almost two months off. Like, I, I'm sure you guys can actually tell a little bit of shakiness in my voice. I'm actually shaking. And then this is Tina's first time on here as well, so we're yeah, breaking her out of her shell. Normally, she don't even talk to people in person. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is big for her. It's awesome. I'm glad to see her trying to break out of her shell a little bit. But I got one more story here. This one's a little more sad. It does involve a death where the others did not, but... This one's important because it's pretty much just kids being dumb and not thinking things through. In 2017, five teenagers aged 15 to 17 were hanging out playing overpasses. It's a game they invented where you throw a rock over the overpass and if you hit a car you get a dinger and you earn a point. So it's a game they actually turned into a money game. So they they would play play for for money. money. Yeah. You're not thinking of consequences. Probably at that age, no, you're not. No, you're thinking, you're not thinking you're going to hurt someone or cause a wreck or kill someone. You're thinking you're going to ding a car, hence dinger. You're going to ding a car and whoever gets the most dings and hits moving objects, basically. Yeah. You know, you get some money. I I get it. I'm not saying it's right by any means, but I get where they're thinking. I I get that. No, not really thinking at all. Well, yeah, good point. (laughs) So this night, they got some rocks, and one of them weighed about 20 pounds. 
They drove up to Dodge Road Overpass in Vienna Township in Michigan, and they started dropping the rocks over the edge. Again, I still feel like they're not trying to cause physical pain or hurt someone just ding some cars. I actually heard about this kind of stuff happening in Nashville whenever I was a little bit younger. Like, oh, really? Yeah, maybe about 15, 20 years ago. But kids would throw stuff to hit cars going under them. It, it was a game they were thought, they were just thinking was fun. They didn't think about hurting someone or killing yeah. someone. It could be bricks, it could be rocks, it could be paint, like balloons filled with paint. Like, anything. You're not thinking about what that driver's going to go through. This is where I wish parents had known what was going on and stepped in. But Yeah, true. You also don't always know what your kid is doing. That is very true, too. I mean, my mom probably still doesn't know some of the stuff I've done. and the same. It's not because of the way she raised me. I mean, I was sheltered, I'm not going to lie. I was very sheltered. I learned a lot of stuff staying at home. But... That that also pushed me to go out and do stupid things, like sneak out of the house and walk the streets of Murfreesboro at 12 years old, 11 years old. Like, <laughs> Did your mom know about this? I don't. Well, she did catch someone that came into my house one time. Yeah. It, I, My dumb ass fell off the bed and hit the wall. It made a noise, obviously, so she came in there. My friend was hiding in the closet. Oh, God. And she was dressed in all black, just, like, standing in the corner of the closet. So my mom comes in there, and I had my door locked. So I I had pants on and everything. Like, I had just gotten back in from going outside. Yeah. So here I am, like, fully dressed, knowing my mom is coming to my door, which is not very far of a walk. So I wrap a blanket around me, and I grab the door to unlock it as she's grabbing the door to open it. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I, like, try to be slick and unlock the door and say, oh, I'm just going to the bathroom. And she's just looking at me like, you're in your pants. <laughs> Who's in here? What are you doing? And I'm just like, nothing. I'm just going to the bathroom. I'm tired. <laughs> Uh, it didn't take long. Yeah, she yeah, she yeah, went yeah. open the closet. Next thing you know, I'm in the bathroom with my head against the door going, oh, fuck, how am I going to get out of this? I'm so busted. Then I hear her scream and run all the way back to her room. And I'm like, oh, God. I just, I had to laugh. That's the only thing I could do because I was in so much trouble. She found my friend in the closet, but she didn't expect someone to necessarily be in there. Yeah. So she thought it was just like some guy that broke in. Yeah. It was like going to kidnap me or something. It was awful. It How was old awful. How was you at this time? Oh, let me see. I was in seventh grade. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. I, was, uh, I was very grounded. Very I grounded. Bet. I'm pretty sure that she screwed my window shut at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah, she like took everything away from me. The only thing I could do was sleep in my room and get up and work that's that's about it i deserve that though (laughs) it was dangerous i don't think she knew everything but she did know that but kids will be kids that that's part of it kids like me learn from stupid mistakes sometimes you get busted sometimes you don't well on this particular night for the story i'm telling you about the cars 32-year-old Kenneth White was a passenger riding with a construction co-worker, just, I guess, going home from work. Mm -hmm. This dude had a fiancé and four children, with his youngest being five years old at the time. 
the rock, whenever it came down, the 20-pound rock, went through the windshield. It fractured his skull, his chest, caused other facial injuries. It killed him. So all five teens actually did surrender themselves to the cops. I don't know if that's necessarily because of guilt or because of their parents or a mixture of both. Yeah. But they were all charged with second-degree murder, and four of them took plea deals reducing the charge to manslaughter. Again, this is a little bit different, but these teens were just fucking around, and unfortunately, they found out they didn't need to be fucking around like that. Yeah. So, this this does pertain to several different kinds of ways things could happen. Yeah. I mean, they thought they was having, like, a fun little game between yeah. them. Yeah, just but like... that game cost a man his life. Exactly. It would be the same as, oh, out in the country, we like to go drink beer and shoot beer cans or something, yeah. you know? And then if you do that in the city, you've got people so close, you risk someone coming by or getting hit by a ricochet or something. Yeah. You can't always do things that may seem fun somewhere else. Or, I mean, anything that involves another person unwillingly participating yeah, is not so, okay. I mean, yeah. I've done some dumb things. Whenever I was, like, 20, 21 years old, I got drunk on 4th of July and got up on the second-story deck. Uh-huh. And me and my friends were sitting there shooting Roman candles at a couple of our other friends down below us. But, I mean, we made a game out of it. They were drunk, too, so... <laughs> It was all fun and games. But they were willing participants. Yeah. If they would have gotten hurt, that would have been on all of us. No, he wasn't. It affects... It affected his whole family. Everyone that knew him. He had kids. It affected the kids. It affected the kids' families. Like, the kids that did it. Yeah. It it affected a ton of people. Just, Just use your head. But... That's about all I've got today. I'm going to try to get an episode within the next two weeks together for you guys. I don't know if it's going to be a weekly thing or if it's going to be bi-weekly. i got to get back in the swing of it. We've been putting in about 80 hours a week apiece just to get some extra money before our first car payment. So so I'm sorry about that, but we are going to keep it going. Please, please, if you know of some people you want to hear about, let me know. I've got a couple in mind. I know I've still got Willie Picton I've got to do a story on. Shoot me some ideas, because I don't necessarily want to do people that have been overly done, like Ted Bundy, and as much as I love talking about Eileen Warnos, she's overdone. She's known about BTK and all that they're known about. So I'm trying to stay away from those, but if you do want to hear someone like that, let me know that too. I will try to find something that's not well known about them so I can get y'all some new information. That's my main goal is for me to learn something from this and for y'all to learn something from this. But that's about all I got. So shoot me some ideas, write me on Facebook, or email me at allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com. That's all things macabre, M-A-C-A-B-R-E dot pod at gmail.com. And until next time. Bye. See ya. Bye, y'all. <laughs>
All research is done by Shelby Hudgens, Courtney Pylant, and Tina Collins. A special thanks to Tina Collins for managing us, and we are a lot to manage. All social media is linked in the description below. Be sure to follow us, and don't forget to leave a rating on wherever you get your podcast. If you have an interesting topic that you'd like to hear on our podcast, please email it to allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Did this episode make you say, What the fuck?